when you're up against a hostile room of people who don't want to be there, you need real strategies that get results. Welcome to From Hostage to Hero, the show that gives you practical advice you can use right now in the courtroom, boardroom, or classroom. Learn how to move your unwilling audience to one that is invested in what you're saying, eager to participate, and engaged in the process. Learn from the attorney whisperer herself, your host, Sari Delamont. Well, hello, everyone. How are y'all doing? Welcome to From Hostage to Hero. Love being with you. I am going to ask yet again that y'all give me one of the reviews on, on, on wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's iTunes or Spotify. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to keep asking you because I tell you what, if you do not give me a review, okay, I can't back up whatever thread I was about to give because I'm not going to stop podcasting because I love it too much. I'm not going to get you in trouble and be mad at you because I love you too much. So all I'll do is just continue to ask, please give me a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts because those reviews really do help. And I want to hear from you about what you think about the podcast. Okay, everybody hanging in there. It's a weird time that we're going through. And uh, what we're talking about today uh, kind of plays into that. We're talking about how to deal with the lack of motivation. Now, this is a, a topic that's been a hot topic. It's come into a lot of coaching sessions lately with my coachees. And they'll come in and they'll say, I'm just so unmotivated lately. And yeah, part of that is the is the pandemic for sure. And this is just a time where a lot of people are just wanting to bake bread and just hang out and not do things. And I mean, just life has been upended. So, so yes, there is partly the pandemic to blame, but it brings up a bigger point and something I thought would be an interesting podcast for us to explore. This is that when you have a lack of motivation. That is a sign that something is wrong. Again, outside of the pandemic and the normalness of just adjusting to a new routine and a new life as we've all known it. That's not what I want to talk about today. That's a whole other podcast. If you want to go back and listen to some of the Leaning Into the Pause podcast back in March and April when this was all going down, that would be a place to talk about how normal it is to... Uh, be unmotivated and feeling just discombobulated due to a pandemic and 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 all of that. So I'm talking about just the lack of motivation that shows up in our lives because most of us, I wouldn't say most of us, but many of us have kind of accepted that this is the new normal, at least for now. And we're we're about getting into some kind of routine. Kids are going back to school, whether that's actual school, in-person school, or remote. But we're starting to, as humans do, adapt to our circumstances and get into, into some type of routine. And yet, this whole lack of motivation continues to happen. And it happened before the pandemic. It's happening now. It's going to happen after. And so when I say that this lack of motivation is a sign that something is wrong, this is what I do not want you to hear. <laughs> it is not something's wrong with you. Because this is where so many of you go. And you, when you do that, you miss the message that a lack of motivation is trying to tell you, which is what we're going to talk about today. So often when clients bring in the topic to their coaching sessions, which is lack of motivation, the first place that they'll go is, there's something wrong with me. 
you know, I'm just feeling so unmotivated. I'm just lazy. I just need to get my shit together. I just need to, you know, pull myself together. I just need to get motivated again. Sorry, just tell me how to get motivated again. How do I do this? And they just expect that there's something on the outside that will get them out of their lazy state of being and get motivated again. And again, when you make lack of motivation about you and use it as a tool to punish yourself, you miss what a lack of motivation is trying to tell you. So let's let's look at the word motivation. You know, it comes from motive and you criminal attorneys out there or any of you who've done criminal law or even been in law school will understand the word motive, which really just means a reason. You know, we want a reason for why someone has done something or in this case, motivation of why we should do something. And so when you think about that word motive, when you think about what's your motive or what's your motivation, what we're really saying is why should I do the thing that I can't seem to motivate myself to do? Meaning there is a lack of motive when there's a lack of motivation. Now, The reason for that I have found is one of two things. And this brings us to this concept that I heard years and years ago, and I may have even shared here on a podcast, which is the concept that every reaction that we have to something either comes from love or from fear. Love or fear. I've been saying love or lack but love or fear is, is really the two kind of motivators, using that word again, that create our responses or reactions to things in our lives. And I specifically think that that applies in this case, because when I've worked with clients on lack of motivation, it has come down to one of two things. Either they don't really want to do what it is they're saying they have to do, or they're afraid of doing it. So let's look at both of those things and hopefully this will help you all out in podcast land when you have a lack of motivation. So lack of motivation, let's talk about the first one in terms of uh, don't want to do it. So obviously you're probably listening to this thinking, well, yeah, I don't want to do it. <laughs> That's why I'm not motivated because I don't want to. And so my my question to you is then why are you doing it? I mean, when we're talking about motivation, what I want you to keep in mind is that if you don't want to do something, then you shouldn't be doing it. Now, I know this is revolutionary and I know y'all think I've just gone off my rocker, but when I've been working with my clients and in my own life uh, about fulfillment and how to have fulfilling lives and which is like the point I think of us being here is to be in fulfillment and live in fulfillment. Whenever there's something that you don't want to do and you try to force yourself to do it, that's a problem. Because I believe fully that we should only be doing shit we want to do. And if you believe the, the shit that we've been sold, that everybody has things in life that they have to do that they didn't really want to do, bullshit. I mean, this is all we're talking about, about really living into your zone of genius versus your zone of excellence, which is uh, some, some phrases and, and things I've been using lately with clients, is that when you get to the point in your life where you start deciding, 
I don't do anything that I don't want to do, your life suddenly gets a hell of a lot better. Now, you might be thinking, well, that's all nice and fine, sorry, but how does one just decide not to do things they don't want to do? Well, there's two options, really, which is the first one is to not do it. Hire someone else to fucking do it. We're going to talk about that in a minute. And the second thing is to recognize that you really do want to do it. Let me give you an example. So I don't love cleaning the kitchen, okay? And normally I don't have to clean the kitchen uh, because Kevin does all of our cooking. He does all our grocery shopping. He does this great meal. And then normally he cleans up the kitchen, which is amazing, while I go get Elena ready for bed. But now that we're in our new digs here at the beach, we've got this new thing going where we tend to get in the hot tub after dinner and maybe watch a little bit of something on the TV as a family. And then uh, we both can put Elena together. In order to do that, we've had to redesign. And so I now help Kevin clean up so we can get our family time in before Elena has to go to bed. Elena being our five-year-old daughter. Now, I don't love cleaning the kitchen. Okay, it's not something I would say that I love doing, but I do love my husband and I do love having family time and I do love a clean kitchen. It's like the most amazing thing ever to have a clean kitchen. And so oftentimes when we're looking for the what I want to do piece, it's hiding in there. Yeah, nobody loves. I mean, I guess some people love. I love actually kind of folding laundry randomly, but Nobody loves to like clean toilets, but if you love a clean bathroom, then that's how you connect to your motivation. And guess what? If you don't love a clean bathroom enough to clean your own bathroom, then that's when you fucking hire somebody. Seriously. I am done accepting the idea, and I hope you are too, that we have to do a bunch of shit that we don't want to do. I disagree with that utterly and totally. This is the lie that we have been sold. We need to live lives that we don't really love. We need to do things that we don't really love. We have to stay in marriages where we don't really love the person. We have to, all kinds of things that we don't want to do, okay? No, we don't have to accept that. And anytime a client comes into a session and says, I have a lack of motivation, what's wrong with me? My question is not what's wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. That means something is out of alignment. Something is going on in your life where you are no longer aligned with what you want and your true fulfillment. Because I'll tell you something right now. When you are living a life, a fulfilling life, and you're operating in your zone of genius and you're living a life of purpose, lack of motivation is not a problem. Let me say that again. When you are living a life of purpose, I should say on purpose, and you are living a life of fulfillment, which is what, as a coach, I am helping my clients do and recognizing that it is a worthy goal in and of itself, a life of fulfillment, Lack of motivation is not a problem. Therefore, when my clients who are now committed to living lives of fulfillment come into a session and say, I'm, I'm lacking motivation, I don't look at them and say, what's wrong with you? I say, what's wrong in life? What are you attempting to tell yourself you have to do? What are you trying to do that you either shouldn't be doing or that you're afraid of doing, which is the second one? 
The second one is you're scared to do it. So for example, I've had clients who are trying to write books or clients who are attempting to change careers or go for a promotion or whatever the case may be. And when they come in and they're lacking motivation, meaning I can't get myself to write or I can't get myself to actually put my resume together, I can't get myself to whatever. Once we identify that this still is something very much that they want, because sometimes I've had conversations with clients, for example, who want to write a book and they go, I can't write a book. And they bring it in three or four sessions. And finally, session five, I say, I don't think you really want to write a book. And they go, you know what? I don't think I do either. <laughs> Done. Drop it off our, our to-do list, which is another hard thing to do, right? Because we, we, make, we make ourselves wrong about that. Let me tell you from firsthand experience, writing a book is one of the hardest fucking things you could ever do. And if you don't totally, completely, 100% want to write a book, then you fucking shouldn't write a book. Not because it'll help your career, not because, <clears throat> you know, somebody thinks you should make you more credible. There's other ways you can create credibility and, and get ahead in your career. You shouldn't be doing anything that you don't absolutely totally want to do. And here's why. Not because you're lazy or because I think that you should never have hardships in your life. Because when you are operating in a position of total on purpose in love with your life place, that's where everything gets better. Not just for you, but for all the people around you. When you totally 100% focus on really spending your time on what you're good at and what you love, everything else works out. Everything else. I mean, let's talk about the money piece. I'm going to come back to scared in a minute. I know I'm going off topic for a minute. But let's talk about the money piece because you say, oh, well, this is all fine and nice, sorry, but I'm, you know, I'm a sole prop. I do everything myself. I don't even have paralegal. I, I literally do everything and I cannot afford to hire out the things you're telling me to hire out. I'm going to tell you right now, bullshit fucking bullshit. And you know how I know that is because I was making probably less than you make in two days. Okay. A month. And I decided that when I was trying to get my business off the ground years and years and years and years ago, and I had barely two pennies to rub together, I looked at my situation and I said to myself, I said, self, no, <laughs> I looked at myself, said to myself, looked at my situation and said, I can continue toiling away on all this bullshit stuff that you need to do to start a business, or I can hire somebody and spend my time in my zone of genius. I wasn't calling it back th that back then of really figuring out how to teach people how to communicate better on getting myself in front of clients of teaching and, and putting content out instead of learning bookkeeping and marketing and all that stuff. And so I went and I hired an assistant and paid her with credit card pulls. Now I'm going to do a podcast on money because some of you are just shrieking now. <gasps> That's so irresponsible. You should have waited. Fuck no. I wasn't going to wait to get in my zone of genius. In fact, if I had waited, I would still be waiting today. I needed to get in my zone of genius and I needed to get there fast. And this is where so many of you get stuck, is that you're convinced that it's some kind of character building exercise to do this shit you don't want to do, that you bring it to coaching sessions for Christ's sake, asking how to get motivated to do things you don't want to do. And your coach, if it's me or anyone worth their salt, is going to tell you to stop fucking doing it. 
Why? Because when you focus on what you're really good at and what you really love to do, that's where money is, that's where happiness is, that's where fulfillment is, that's where you get to give back to the world. I mean, if we want to just be real big picture here, that's what the world requires of you. We don't want people slogging away at shit that they're not good at because they they think either that they should be doing it or that that it's somehow um, wrong to pay someone else to do it. So my question to you, if I go back to the to the second lack of motivator, which is the fear or the, the being scared, is when we're looking at lack of motivation, and you really have two options there in terms of this don't want to do it. You can hire someone to do shit you don't want to do, okay? Delegate shit you don't want to do. So they're kind of in the same realm. Or you can figure out what it is that you do love about it or what you do really want and see how they're connected, like the clean kitchen. I love my husband. So it is a gift to him and to our family for me to help clean the kitchen at night. That's why I choose and am motivated. That is my motive for cleaning the kitchen. Okay, so those are your two options over there. Hire that shit out or delegate it and or find the true motivator for why you do the things that on the surface you may not totally love doing. All right, let's talk about the scary, I'm scared to do it. So again, oftentimes when we are unpacking this with clients, we'll recognize, okay, they do really want the thing that they are saying they want. So what's the lack of motivation in that case? Well, it really comes down to that fear piece. And this is where the saboteur shows up. So oftentimes when we're about to make a big change in our life, the saboteur or our inner critic will show up and start scaring us because the one thing the saboteur does not want to happen is change of any kind. The saboteur wants to keep us safe by keeping things the same. So often a lack of motivation around something that you do want let's say writing the book, the promotion, whatever it may be, is all about listening to that internal voice that is telling you why you shouldn't do that thing. Because if you do that thing, then all these other things could happen and people could not like your book. And what if they say no to the promotion? And what if you do go out on your own and you don't make it and blah, 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 blah. And that's a whole different lack of motivation. But I want you to recognize that neither one of these things means anything is wrong with you. They're both a sign. So the I don't want to do it motivation is a sign that you are not spending your time where you need to spend it. So you, that's where we, we delegate or, or hire out or, or get motivated in, by seeing what the connection is. Over here, the sign is you're on to something. You're about to make a big change. So of course, your saboteur is going to come in and try to steal that motivation from you. Now, the answer to that, because people say, well, what's the answer to that? Sorry, how do I get motivated? Well, it's to recognize that it's your saboteur and it's not you. That's really the first step. I mean, so much of my work with clients around the saboteur has been so powerful for them because they're like, oh my gosh, I've been listening to this voice for my whole life. I had no idea how powerful it was and how it had such a grip on me. So oftentimes just recognizing that that's not your voice and recognizing that it's a sign is enough to push you through and get motivated again. Because the more you cue into that voice, the more you start thinking about, you know, this will never get done or what people don't like it or they're going to say no. Once you recognize that's not my voice, 
That's the saboteur. I don't need to listen to it. Oftentimes, most of the time, motivation snaps back right away. So it's really just a recognizing piece. You can also shape the language and tell yourself, it doesn't matter what people think. I have something to say. I have a voice. I want to say this. It doesn't matter if I don't get the promotion. I create my own safety. It's enough for me to ask. If they say no, that just means I try something else. I go to a different company. It doesn't matter if I have struggles, if I go out on my own. I expect that. You start reprogramming the things that you want to think, and that'll oftentimes bring back motivation. The point, my friends, is when you have a lack of motivation, avoid the urge to make it something about you and something wrong with you and that you're lazy, blah, blah, blah. Instead, see it as a sign because it is a sign. As a coach, I always am looking for <laughs> what's going on when someone says I have a lack of motivation. I never, ever buy the, 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 uh, the opinion of my coachee, which is, you know, I'm just lazy. Because that's, that's never what it is. It's always a sign, either a sign that the person is trying to make themselves do something they shouldn't be doing because they don't really want to do it and it's not in their zone of genius, or it's a sign that they're scared to do it because their saboteur has a hold on them. So ask yourself the next time you have a lack of motivation, what is it that I'm tempting to do that I really don't want to do? And if you come up with nothing, which you're like, no, I really do want to do this, then think, what is my saboteur telling me that I'm buying into? I think you'll find that lack of motivation really is about deeper things versus what we tend to think and make ourselves wrong and beat ourselves up with. When you do that, you miss the message. Lack of motivation always has a message for you. Be sure you listen, listen, listen. All right, I hope that was helpful and not too rambly, although I can't promise <laughs> the second. And we'll talk soon, my friends. That's it for this episode of From Hostage to Hero. But head to our website, sorrydlm.com, for other must-have resources from Sorry Delamart. Read the transcript of this podcast, watch trial tip videos, or download your free copy of Sorry's article, Why Jurors Hate the Hobby Question. We're glad you joined us today. And until next time, remember that to lead a hostage to freedom, you must first free yourself.